I think we talked about enough pro football. I think we're good. What else? Uh, what else are you watching on TV? <laughs> what am I watching? Yeah, what'd you think of this season? This past season of Game of Thrones. Alright, last time we did a uh, podcast was two months ago. It was towards the beginning of the Game of Thrones season. You know, who would have known that? Just like the NFL, the show got too big for itself. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, the problem is I don't understand why they're saying, all right, there's only 15 more episodes, when there's so much more story to tell. And, like, the general pacing of the show has always been so slow, like, in the big scheme of things. And that's what a lot of people like about the show, is that they take the time to really get into things and make sure the stakes are understood and have all kinds of twists and turns in these storylines. Yeah, it's like the Charles Dickens approach where people love details, which is why people love his books. Yeah, and now it's like you did that and you put it in a fast forward and they were just going to jam all this shit into 15 episodes. Like, I just don't understand it. And I'm assuming it has to do with the production costs is a lot of these actors kind of got big due to the show. They're, now they're going to be in movies and things like that and they're starting to ask way more money than they did being the other show. And, uh, you know, it's always been an expensive show to film. You got all the CGI, you got all these massive sets, all these people. But you can tell how big the show has gotten if you go back and rewatch scenes and see the... Uh, the battles had like 10 people. A lot yeah. Of the beginning of the battles, yeah. Like when Tyrion gets kidnapped the first season, fucking Catelyn Stark kidnaps yeah. him. And he's bringing him down, not the King's Road, but a, a back way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that battle was like six people, yeah. and then they showed the production of it, and they literally have like maybe one green screen that you could order off eBay for you know fifty bucks, mm-hmm. and then they show that ice battle, the scene with you know when the White Walkers get spoilers. If you fucking if you're listening to us talking about Game of Thrones and you haven't been caught up, don't listen. Because you've been living under a rock, and you probably don't have the internet yet. I haven't had time to watch yeah. this season. Yeah, like, give me a break. I was on a goddamn honeymoon, and I squeezed in four hours on a flight to watch, you know, the season. Uh, the, whatever. Season one, you see it's like a $50 eBay green screen. Then they show the making of that battle with uh, when the dragon becomes an ice dragon. But that episode, they showed the making of that one. Mm-hmm. And it was like they were filming a fucking blockbuster movie. Yeah. Which is how it was last season with the Battle of the Bastards and everything like that. So I feel like with how much it's cost to film the show, you can kind of tell as you watch season to season to season how much bigger the thing has gotten. And now it's just gotten too big for itself. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing just felt accelerated this year. And I don't know. There's just so many fucking stupid, inexplicable moments in this season. That just don't make any fucking sense. If you only got 15 fucking episodes left, wrap that shit up. I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting a little concerned at this point that we're just, it's, we're going to be so disappointed. You know, and I think the majority of people are going to be like, that was fucking badass, man. That dragon versus dragon battle was so sick. But it's like, yeah, but it came out of fucking nowhere and it wasn't set up properly. 
and all this shit. Like, how, where do those chains come from to drag that fucking dragon out of the goddamn lake? Okay. Like, shit like that is so fucking annoying as someone who, like, actually pays attention to shit. And, like, the, the reason that I like Game of Thrones is, yes, it's a fantasy show. And that's always the argument. Oh, you're going to get things about chains in a show with fucking dragons, dude? It's like, no, because that's not the world they established. The world they established was a realistic world with fantasy elements on top. And that's what makes the show so compelling, is that there's always logic behind all the moves. You know, I can't do this because these other families will revolt, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're going to have these fucking... Those chains must have weighed like fucking 10 tons each. They were fucking huge. You tell me you're just carrying those things around the fucking north? Like... Shit like that with this new season is just so fucking See, stupid. Honestly, if you wonder how he eats and breathes and stuff and other science facts, <laughs> you should repeat to yourself it's just a show, and <sighs> I really should relax. It is a fucking fantasy show. I'm not pissed off with that kind of logistics. What I'm pissed off about is when, uh, you know, I know we spoke off air about it, but with Gendry. Jon Snow turns to him and goes, you're the fastest, you must run. And You just met this guy, John. How do you know he's the fastest? Yeah, did you attend the fucking Game of not, Thrones Olympics not to he mention, was a great sprinter? Not to mention that he's the only one in that crew that is just like, he's a blacksmith. He's never even been outside of King's Landing. He has no, he would get lost in 10 seconds. They established that they fucking were walking for like three days to get to that point. In fucking, oh, you know how to get back to the wall, right? You're the fastest go. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, John? Yeah, have some backstory to that. But my issue with it, too, was you need to wrap this shit up. And I don't have time, if you're going to ruin my favorite show of all time, I don't have time for you to... Okay, you, go. The next scene that should have been involved with any of that was... Is it Imperative Peril? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Right when they were about to meet Imperative Peril... All of a sudden, you hear a dragon screech. There shouldn't have been the, okay, yeah, we know, he's running to the wall. Then he shows up at the wall, and he's, like, out of breath, and he's like, what did they say? we got to send a raven. Yeah. And then we got to see the raven get sent to fucking Daenerys, and then her have, like, a period conversation with Tyrion. That's the kind of detail that they haven't had throughout the season, but they decide to have it there. It just, yeah, it didn't fit in. It was, it was weird. And the thing is, if you're going to do that, then you need to establish a timeline. Like, how long have they been sitting on that rock? And it's one throwaway line of dialogue. We've been here four days. We can't hold out much longer. Like, we'll we'll starve to death. Or, like, something like that. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, did the dude just run back on a trek that took them, like, three or four days, run back to the wall in an hour, and then fucking a raven hyperspeed down? They don't establish All those logistics, though. It's so fucking annoying. I don't know. Another question. Um, why are there chains on the bookcases in the Citadel? Can anyone explain that to me? That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Chains on the book? Maybe on the bookcase? No. They were just dang chains all over the bookcases. What is the symbolism with the chains? I, that's what I'm assuming is it just got left out. It's something in the books. You know, there's something they just got Because you have to out. earn your chains yeah, to be a maester. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But, like, little shit like that, I'm just like, I never got explained. It just drives me freaking crazy. So then, also, Jorah, um, Samuel definitely had to, like, scrape that off his dick and his asshole, right? The grayscale. 
Like Samo. That's the guy that stuffed you all in the show? No, but like Samo was definitely like on his knees with like his fucking dick in his hand, like delicately scraping the shit. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe I'll cut that out too. Why? <laughs> That's what you were thinking? Yeah, but I don't know. It, she got, like, kind of redeemed herself in the last episode, but, like, Sansa drove me absolutely up a fucking wall this season, too. I was like, dude, stop publicly arguing with Jon Snow. Like, stop fucking... Just stop doing it. Stop undermining his fucking authority. That shit was really getting on my fucking nerves. Shut up, Sansa. My issue with the show... Okay, I was entertained, you know, but... It's still better than 99% of fucking things on TV. Just, yeah, because a lot of other shows I've been watching, it's like, I'm not even, I'm just like, fuck it, this is crap, because Game of Thrones has, Game of Thrones has been so amazing, and that's why I expect the best out of it, and I wish that they didn't get off the source material as they have. It's so Hollywood now. They're like, rudderless. They're completely rudderless. Like, even, like, the writing, the writing is so much worse, the dialogue is so much worse. This wasn't my take, it was actually my brother-in-law's take, he said to me, with uh, the the crew that went above the wall, he was like, half these guys haven't even been in the fucking show forever. And it was almost like they took a poll of, like, fan favorites yeah. and sent a team of fan favorites north of the fucking wall. Because why was Jenry even in the goddamn show anymore? Like, Who he was knows? up. In uh, a lot of it. You know, I mean, the, the ice dragon, the second the thing died, it wasn't like a shock at the end of the episode that they pulled it out because... Everything gets raised by the White Walkers. And if that motherfucker has that much power, why'd they even need the chains? Couldn't he have just, like, raised them up out of the fucking ice? Nah, that whole thing. Fucking Dude's amazing. got a fucking cannon, though. Dude, he... Alright. You're telling me there's 32 starting... You can't find That's 32 starting quarterbacks in the goddamn league? Ice King, fucking perennial pro bowler. So, <laughs> that scene was fucking... That whole episode annoyed the hell out of me. But that scene in particular... So, he takes the spear out, which hadn't been established that he had, like, this fucking dragon slaying spear, which is fine, because that was a nice little turn. But then, there's a fucking dragon on the ground, 20 fucking feet away from him, with Daenerys and fucking Jon Snow and shit. And instead of just hitting that fucking dragon, he decides to throw it at one that's literally, like, hundreds of feet in the air. Like He's the Aaron Rodgers of White Walkers. What the dog. fuck kind of decision He's all about making. the flashy fucking decision Like, making, that okay? type of shit is just, like, it just goes against... The realistic world that Game of Thrones has been establishing for fucking six prior seasons. The other White Walker that just hands him the spear too, like a caddy. Yeah. Is he like the little bitch of fucking know, White Walkers? Or? Like he wasn't a white either. He was like a legit dude. Like yeah, but he's just there to pull his fucking three wood out of the bag. I guess so. <laughs> sucks. But what can you do? No, I didn't. This season was the worst one in my opinion. Yeah, it it had the flashiest thing. So. Just going back to uh, talking about the production cost, I understand the guy Thoros, who was like, you know, the the priest, the red priest, uh, he was killed by that White Walker polar bear. Yeah. And when I was watching the making of the episode, the guys literally said every year they just always wanted to have a White Walker polar bear because they thought it was a cool idea. <laughs> no relevance to the fucking show, just they thought it would be cool, and finally they were given the budget to make a White Walker polar bear, because it was ridiculous. Are there uh, White Walker, like, fucking, I don't know, what else, the penguins and shit, too? <laughs> you know? Uh, it, honestly, though, if, if you're into behind-the-scenes kind of stuff and the actual cool production that goes into entertainment, uh, watch the behind-the-scenes making of that, because it wasn't even... 
I think it was in Iceland that they filmed that scene, and it, it's it, it's completely green fields. And what they did, and then they had to go back to a studio and and recreate some of the fields to do other shots with the uh, polar bear and with the dragons and yeah. stuff like that. It is very cool from a production standpoint, and yeah, they're not paying these actors shit, and I feel like uh, a lot of it is kind of just really high up on a production value, and, and it's just the producers now being like, we think this would be cool, not this is logical. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It, like I said, I still enjoy it. It's still one of my favorite shows, but it's just like, took a little bit of a turn for the worse as far as I'm concerned this year, and I know other people loved it, so whatever. I hope you do enjoy it. Shit. Yeah, it's an amazing show to the point that uh, I know you were incredibly disappointed with Comedy Central's fall lineup so far with South Park and Broad City, and you've been kind of pissed with them, but the thing is, is that you, you, you're you watch a show like Game of Thrones, you're like, this is the greatest show ever, and then it's like, calm down, dude, not everything's going to be a great show. Yeah. Kind of like with, with Westworld, we don't binge watch Westworld, we, we'll watch like one episode a week. Uh, yeah, Westworld's fine. It's it's fine. But you yeah. watch Game of Thrones, and you're like, this is their other HBO show? Yeah. HBO fucking blows. Uh, before we get into uh, some Neanderthal shows, like the comedy show. No, we'll stick with HBO uh, for a little bit. Do you, you have anything else to say about Game of Thrones? Anything to say about... I think I, that's, that's it. The whole, like, blowing up the wheat barrel was cool. Uh, there, there were some good twists in Game of Thrones. It was it was a good season. Yeah, it was fun. It, Game was, just, Thrones it was just the standard. worst one for Game of Thrones. Yeah, still so, one of the... So a good season of television. Yeah. You know? um, but no, what, what else is on HBO right now? I'm still watching Ballers for some fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not invested in the characters. I don't know. If it's You know what it is? Is like It's more work for me to like figure out how to delete a recording, like stop having a set recording every week, than it is for me to just like throw the show on while I'm fucking making breakfast. See, okay, Game of Thrones has ruined a lot of shows for me too because uh, I've watched Ballers because HBO uh, preys on my love of The Rock and my longing for the NFL in the middle of July and August. But uh, this year I, I was traveling most of August, and it was great because I didn't get caught up in preseason. So I'm hoping I don't get burnt out with the NFL by week 12. Mm. And I also didn't get into ballers because now whenever I put them on during the weekday, I'm just like, this is fucking shit. It, yeah, it's terrible. The show has always been shit since season one. I wouldn't wish my, I wouldn't wish that recommendation on my worst enemy. No, no ballers. Since season one. Yeah. But I watch a show and I get fucking committed. Now I watch every episode of like Brooklyn Nine Nine because I'm a fucking idiot. But, but Ballers blows. It's so weird too that Game of Thrones is like the lead-in to Ballers. Like that's fucking weird. Like those shows couldn't be more fucking different if they tried. Like one's like a wicked shitty fucking flashy, I guess comedy, even though it's not funny at all. And the other one's like most one of the most prestigious shows on television. But like it has to, it has to be like the most disappointing show on television because the potential's there. I mean, you got the rock headlining. You yep. got obviously the budget is crazy. What's know? the bald guy? He's a Weymouth kid. Um, yeah, the other guy on there who's from like, Children's Hospital. Yeah, from Children, whatever the fuck his name is. Hot who's Tub Time Machine. Yeah, who's a you know pretty funny. He's good. I like him. And but they have a bunch of big guys on there. They had um, who's the guy with the fucking beard? The guy from the Happy Hispanic Hill guy Hill. from uh, Ocean's oh. Eleven. The uh, Ocean's Twelve, whatever the casino owner, Andy Andy Garcia. Yep. Who's a big actor. 
the fucking they got all the time. They do have the star power, but it just sucks. And like it just, it it's just, such a bro show. Yeah, but it just continues. Yeah, it's definitely like the spiritual successor to Entourage. Like that much is clear. They yeah. they went. Ah, you know what? It's been a while since we got like that real coveted douchebag bro demographic. I'm I'm not gonna go on a tangent. I'll try to wrap this up a lot. Uh, I love stupid comedy shows. The Mick, which I've talked about on the podcast, it's coming back. Uh, another show I watch is Wrecked, and I got into it because a kid from Whitest Kids You Know is the headliner on the show. But uh, there's a guy in the show who's a huge douchebag, and they're all stranded on a deserted island, and they want to know about the outside world. So the first time they meet people from the outside world, they they ask them what's going on in, in, in the outside world, and they're like, oh, talking about all these current events with politics. They're like, no, we meant more like uh, what happened in Game of Thrones. And this guy who his character in the show is the biggest douchebag on the face of the earth, he goes, who cares about Game of Thrones? Let's talk about HBO's premiere show, Ballers. (laughs) And uh, it was like, I thought that line was hilarious because it really is a show for fucking douchebags. And it's such a douche. Check out Wrecked on TBS if you have. But anyways. uh, Yeah, I've had this stance for a while and like Ballers just continues to reinforce that, but like the rock has the world's worst agent. Cause he's just constantly getting involved in like the worst projects. Like every one of his movies have been fucking awful. Like he's just always in shit. He's just in trash. It's yeah. all about cashing them checks. The guy's like, yeah, this, uh, you know, script is really terrible and blah, 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 blah. The director, but very likable, but so. they also wrote us a check of $20 million. So, uh, we're going to do this one. You know, like fucking, he just, I don't know. He's just oh. terrible shit. I'm a huge SNL fan. It's coming back on September 30th as well with uh, Ryan Gosling hosting and Jay-Z is the musical Ooh. performance. Everyone knows I'm big SNL guy from our podcast episode about it, but The Rock on SNL is like some of the best fucking TV. Yeah, he's great. Find. Like he's like not a bad actor. And, like He did great in Central Intelligence, even though the movie sucked. He was like such a nerd. But you see this guy built like him playing a nerd. It's fucking great. In Ballers, it's just like, am I really supposed to buy that this guy's like, you know, doing his thing in the financial fucking advising world where he supposedly screwed over Eddie George? And uh, and I know Eddie George like lost all of his money, but I didn't know that until I watched Ballers. Yeah. Don't put your business out there, Eddie George. No one asks, so don't fucking tell, <laughs> you know? The last episode I watched was of this current season where he like takes a fucking uh, monster truck and flips it over and everything. Yeah, like the worst CGI scene of all time at the end, too. The crowd, he just stands up and you can tell it's all CGI. Fucking, that whole thing was fucking so stupid. It's one of those shows, like, since that episode, I've clicked on to the next episode. I can tell you how that, like, it's embedded in my mind how the next episode begins, them on the boat with their bosses... They're on their boss's boat and he's in a hot tub, and I know it so well because I've tried putting on that episode like six times, and I'm like, this is fucking shit. I don't care. Exit. I'd rather just watch fucking baseball hell oh, yeah, or something, it's, it's you know? Terrible. And, like, another thing that's really distracting about the show is, like, they build it in, like, a realistic world where there's real NFL teams and there's real NFL players making cameos all the time. And then they they fucking hire the most like sloppy looking unathletic. How's dudes. that defensive? How am I supposed that to buy defensive, him tackle, defensive tackle? He's like he's like literally like sixty percent body fat. Like he has like fucking man tits. They had one scene he was in the pool 
And I'm like, how the fuck are you expecting me to buy this guy's a Pro Bowl level defensive tackle? And he's only coming in at like 230 and yeah. like 510. Like Denzel Washington's kid, he plays like a wide receiver in the show. I can buy him as like a slot receiver. But or even something. then, like he's not like in shape. Like he's just like an average, like relatively in shape black dude. Like he's not even close to an NFL shape. I'm a huge Patriots fan. Love Amendola in the fucking Super Bowl. I love Edelman as a fucking player. But just to show you the douchebags that make cameos, those two had a fucking cameo yeah. too. Yeah. But then also the guy, one of the main characters, like the retired left tackle or whatever, who's only a year out of playing on the show. That dude can like literally barely walk and has like zero muscle tone at all. Like there's that I guarantee that dude couldn't block me. Yeah, he's a poor man's force, Whitaker. Like give me a fucking break. Dude, you're trying to act like this dude was like a fucking Hall of Fame level. Yeah. I don't know. The funniest scene unintentionally for me from this season, did you see the one with Terrell Suggs? He's he's been on it a couple times, but he was only on it once this season. And uh-huh. he's like he was like trying to give one of the characters like lessons about skincare. Which, if you've ever seen Terrell Suggs, the dude has the world's worst skin. His skin is fucking disgusting. He's got all these, like, craters and shit on his face. And I'm like, is that, like, a fucking tongue-in-cheek? No. Completely yeah. dead-ass nah, serious. Terrell Suggs looks like if a turtle and a piranha fucked. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then there was, another, uh, there was another scene. I can't remember exactly. It was, it was a while ago that I watched the episode. Where they're all at a dinner table. And, uh... He's stalling or something like that. So he's like, oh, um, let's uh, let's give the thanks. Like, that's like a normal thing to do at a regular-ass dinner party and not Thanksgiving dinner. So he's like, okay, uh, we'll start with blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And then they bounced around to, like, three most random people at the party to, like, progress the plot. But it's like, dude, how difficult is it? if you're the producer or the director of that show, to have those three people just sit next to each other. That way it operates like normal fucking human behavior where you start with one person at a table and you move to the next person, the next person. It's like, it, yeah. it's the little things like that is why the show is so fucking terrible because they don't give a fuck. And then the, I know the thing you're talking about, it's, it's a guy who, he's the heir to a casino business. And then he's sitting there, and everyone's supposed to be there to pitch them their business ideas. And then he's, like, talking to the rock on the balcony, doing some douchebag thing, like smoking cigars and drinking champagne. And then they're like, uh, I only like my own ideas, so I'm not here for anyone's opinion. And it's like, well, you just had a dinner party for everyone's opinion. And then the rock's like, well, I want to bring football to Las Vegas. And then he's like, I like your ideas. (laughs) What the? No, that guy about. was like the worst. He only gets worse as the season goes. He's fucking always walking around like, yeah, I have money. Like, you can just tell, like, in his face, he's a broke ass, struggling actor, and he's like loving the opportunity to like fucking, you know, be chilling in like a fucking mansion and private plane on the show and shit. You know what I mean? And I don't, uh, I haven't really watched it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but then later on in the episode, uh, maybe later on, like the next episode, I think I made it to episode three, but. Uh, then The Rock shows up and he's meeting up with all the young black players and he's like, the black players say something like cool and hip and he's like, is that, but it, is that cool? Like, I don't know. Do you remember the line I'm talking no. about? Uh, we've already talked too much about ballers. Don't watch ballers. It sucks. Don't watch ballers. We said this a while ago. Don't but, watch uh, ballers. It's terrible. It almost, but, so you know, he says something to The Rock like, 
you know, they said some slang, and, and I think he says, like, is that, like, cool slang or something? And it kind of shows, like, how, don't want to go down this road, but I'm gonna. The NFL is predominantly black players, and it shows how white the fucking, like, it's just, why Why is your eye twitching? I've been having it for a couple of weeks. Nah, every fucking time I go political, nah, you like. It's been, like, a nervous nah, thing. I think it's an angst. Yeah, kind of nervous. Like, I know I only have full listeners, but one might be fucking somebody who gets Well, uh, we'll put a video of that on Facebook, too, of <laughs> yeah. my eye twitching lately. But, uh, yeah, you're giving me this look like, don't do it, Roby. I'm not doing what you I just don't know where you're going at all with this. How it's a predominantly black league, but it's ran by the whitest people on the face of the earth. Yeah, so I was telling you earlier today, they didn't find the Steelers for that throwing dice celebration because they couldn't decide if they were playing backgammon or Yahtzee. (laughs) It's like they're throwing dice in the alley, you stupid motherfuckers. Like, for real? I, I like how you, they were, like, trying to do the misdirect, too, where it's like, I don't know, you, you used to, like, try to trick people like old people. You'd be like, no, dude. And you know somebody in there. Yeah. I'm not stoned. I got allergies. Yeah. You know some fucking somebody in the office knew what was going on. They were just like, oh, I think they were playing Yahtzee. Just oh, trying to Yahtzee. Cool. You, you notice his hand was underneath <laughs> yeah. the cup? It's like, you fucking idiots. All right. That's enough about balls. Uh, um, but with HBO. That is enough about ballers. Yeah. But with HBO, fucking relax. I'm doing a transition with HBO shows, kid. All right, shit, I'm about to drop a deuce on your head, so before I do that, why don't you tell me about the deuce? All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, the deuce came out last week. It's had two episodes. I only watched the pilot, but potential is there. Uh, James Franco is the main character. <laughs> and Jay Roby. Stop it right there. Double dosage, because he plays a set of twins. So you got double dosage, James Christina! <laughs> So it's set in nineteen seventy-one. Did you hear James Franco has a show on HBO called The Deuce and he plays two James Francos? Yeah. This household just got turned upside down. <laughs> so yeah, so it's set in uh, nineteen seventy-one New York and like I don't know, if you know like the history of New York, like it was a grimy, scary place before Giuliani came in, and that's the New York that it's set in. Is like prostitutes everywhere. Fucking people drug dealing. So the show... First off, Giuliani sucks. Second off, New York is still disgusting. Yeah. But we'll just continue. But the show is basically centered... At least right now, I only watch the pilot. Um, It's centered around, like, you know, pimps and prostitutes and shit like that. But then in the preview, it's basically showing how the porn industry blew up. And it started in New York City with all these prostitutes. But anyways, the first episode was really good. A uh, ton of potential. James Franco was actually good in it, which is surprising because he's my least favorite actor of all time. Um, but Maggie Gyllenhaal is in it. And I don't want to ruin it for you, but she plays a prostitute, and she has some of the worst tits you've ever seen in your life. HBO allowed nudity on <laughs> yeah. one of their shows. Oh, there's two erect penises in the, in the pilot. Erect. Erect. Erect penises are intimidating. Not flaccid. Flaccid penises, people are fine with flaccid penis. Yeah. Not erect. Too erect. You only see the heads of each dick, but, I mean, I, I know an engorged this penis. Full, <laughs> this full blood flow in those I know, an, I know an engorged penis. Uh, I, I can't believe HBO would allow it. Yeah, but uh, watch it tonight. It's good. It's good. Watch it. But, um, yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal's titties. I wish I had two more hands so I could give those titties. Four oh, thumbs down. Terrible tits. And, like, they make her out to be, like, smoke, like, one of the pimps at one point. It's like, a thoroughbred like you. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, have you seen Maggie Gyllenhaal? 
Like, is she related she's to Jake? The weirdest look. Look her up, dude. She's the weirdest. Is she related to Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, it's his sister. Twin sister, I think. Yeah. But she, Maggie Gyllenhaal is the weirdest look. Well, I know how old Jake is. Panty ass. Her tits are terrible. She has like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get rate. Like, black girl tits are, like, very, like, pancake weird. That's fucking racist. Yeah, it is. But, like, it's also true. The ones I've seen. Um, Which is zero, like. except for online. No, it's, like, 30 Oh! What, is, what else is she in? Yeah, she's a thoroughbred. She was in the original Batman. The Dark Knight. Like, they replaced her because she's awful. Yeah. People don't like to look at her face. But anyways, <laughs> I only watched the pilot. It's good. Check out The Deuce on HBO, Sunday nights. I don't know what time it's Now that I'm seeing she's age um, 39 and never married, it makes sense. Yeah. Another show that Old just came maid. back. Uh, fan favorite of the podcast. Uh, Vice Principals just came back. Had don't say anything. I, I haven't had time. It's more, it's, it's exactly what you expect it to be. They left you on a cliffhanger last season where he got shot by somebody with a with a mask on. So that's going to be the premise of this season. Awesome. I think this is the last season. Yeah, right? so they did it as almost – I understand when you're in real school, you have four terms. But in, in real school, you have a first term and a second term, fall semester and spring semester. And when Danny McBride first came up with the idea, that was the premise. He had two seasons. That's it. Of – Fall semester and a spring semester. Get in, get out. Anyway, so check that out if you've never seen it. It's um, it's not great, but it's good. It's, it's a it's a stupid comedy. You know? uh, who's the other guy? Because he steals the show from Danny McBride. I forget. That he's from uh, he's on the Shield. He was like the skinny detective on the Shield years ago. I forget his fucking name. Um, but yeah, it's good. And he's really good in it. He plays like this effeminate other vice principal. He's really funny. Um, check that out. David Gordon Green. There we no. go. No. There's usually pictures next to the people if you go to uh, IMDb. When you Google Vice Principals, that's probably the first thing that shows up. There's a little cast button there you can click on. You are terrible at Googling. Jesus Christ. Walton Gogan. There we go. Walton Gogan. No, uh... Dildo Schwagens. Just to transition from... That reference of last season South Park, Comedy Central's fall lineup. I mean, they're coming out. South they're Park is hot. back. Broad City's back. And my personal favorite, been crushing the show since the Massholes lived at the townhouse years ago. Nathan, for you. Probably also a favorite of mine. That show is so oh fucking my genius. God. Uh, if you've never seen Nathan for you, like the premise is he Nathan Fielder. He markets himself as this business expert, and he goes in to help these struggling businesses. And it's really With publicity. It's really unclear if it's if the businesses are in on the joke or not. It's really they don't ever make that clear. Um, but he just comes up with like the craziest ideas and tries to implement them. And it's just it's fucking hilarious. Just watch Nathan for you. It's so oh. fucking good. So in the past, he had one where it was. Uh, I don't think the people are in on the joke because he had one with a haunted house that it was going to, his publicity was he wanted the haunted house to get sued for being too scary. And the guy who owned the haunted house was so dorky. And uh, so Nathan for you, Nathan Fielder does this whole scheme where uh, one of the, it's a regular traditional haunted house. And the person gets touched by one of the employees, so they shut down the haunted house, bring them to a hazmat thing, bring them to the hospital, everything like that, and they start scaring the shit out of the people as far as, like, you just got touched with leprosy yeah. or something. And, uh, Listen, you never... 
we don't. I don't want to spend too much time. So you're never going to be able to like ex- fully explain like the amount of like awkwardness, and he's such a fucking hilarious actor on it. The and free TV, it's just everything. Like uh, just watch, watch Nathan for you. It's coming back Thursday nights. I'm assuming probably ten o'clock on Comedy. Yeah, Central. it's gonna be late. That's an on-demand um, show for me. Yeah, check out Nathan for you. It's it's so fucking good. And then um, last Wednesday, uh, South Park came back. I didn't like the episode. Over 20 seasons. You liked it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great, man. I mean, I'm not overthinking a fucking cartoon like you are. No, it was fine. It was fine. I just didn't really laugh that much. One thing is it seems like, hopefully this is up before episode two, but the past couple seasons they've tried doing the HBO theme of running on the episodes in between into each other, which uh, it feels like they start, they write the shows within a week. And Fucks they, up your DVR. It's annoying. Oh, you're saying? Well, they write them, they write the shows within a week, and it, I feel like they put themselves into a corner sometimes, where it's like, it's, the best thing about them doing it in a week is it's a satire, and they can touch on anything within that week. When they do the ongoing shit, they put themselves in a corner, and it's like, well, how do we make the satire tie in with the last fucking six weeks this week? And, uh, yeah, you could tell they fucked themselves last year because they clearly thought Hillary was going to win. Reports came up that they had to just scrap their episode. Yeah, you know, they, they clearly had, like, a plan going into it, and then it was like, oh, fuck. So then that's why last season was, to me, like, just, it was bad television. Like, it just wasn't good. It was just, it never felt like it had a plan, and, like, I don't know, it was stupid. So going back with uh, just week-by-week week episodes, how they should do it, 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 if they continue on with that thing, it's going to be gold. It's going to be fun. Yeah. We'll go back to a classic South Park. Like, I don't want an overarching fucking season storyline at, at South Park. That's not why I watch South Park. Yeah. Just have funny, random shit. I want to turn on the TV on Wednesday at 10 o'clock and have no idea what I'm getting into. And listen, like a few years ago when they did the uh, Black Friday trilogy, the trilogies are fine. Every time they've done a trilogy... Hour and a half, like a mini movie. Yeah, they knocked that? it out of the park. Imagination Land, that was Imagination great. Land was one. There's been a few, and those ones they knock out of the park. But uh, you know, like I loved it. I uh, last week I, I turned to my wife. Now my wife, first podcast of being married. Ooh, like, my wife. I turned to her and I go, oh, what, what was big in the news? Like, oh, do you think they're gonna do the the whole? Uh, confederate flag thing and then they go back and it kind of touched on it you yeah, know a little bit and that was fucking great i really hope they touch on the whole north korea yeah that'll definitely uh, yeah well they've been trashing on him since team america yeah so uh well that was his father though right at that point that was still kim jong-il Ooh, not un il compared to i'm pretty sure yeah yeah. But anyways, yeah, South Park. I don't want to go into North Korea. South Park, Wednesdays at 10. We're not going to recap the whole. I just started twitching again. We're like, not going to recap uh-oh. the whole goddamn episode <laughs> to you. It's on a fucking half-hour show. Um, South Park 10. Right after South Park is one of my favorite shows, Broad City. Uh, also on Comedy Central. It's a real simple premise. It's two fucking early 20s stoner broads living in New York City and just the shit they get into. It's really fucking funny. Hannibal Burris plays one of the, plays a guy in it who's like fucking one of them and it's just crazy. Did you, you watch Broad City? No, and uh, it's because I didn't start listening to Hannibal Burris' stand-up until last year. And uh, a friend of the show, Haley Jane and the Primates, they actually went to college with uh, Eric Andre. And friends of the Eric Andre show was Hannibal Burris. So technically, Masshole's podcast is friends with Hannibal Burris. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of wish <laughs> I fucking supported uh 
that show a little bit more. Yeah, what's his stand up is great. Yeah, so um, yeah, check out Broad City. It's on ten thirty. It's right after South Park. It's, it's fucking great. It's it's hilarious. But um, I also was disappointed by that premiere. But whatever. Maybe I had a little bit too much hype. You know, I was a little too excited. Yeah, you get you get too pumped up for these shows. You're I expecting too much. The comedy shows. Uh, well, it's also it's the same thing as my work hiatus. This is the first time in a while I've been able to watch them live. So I'm sitting there all day, also being like, "Yeah, get, it's almost ten o'clock, baby." Another one. Go ahead. I was I was going to transition somewhere else. You have more. Oh, uh, I'm just saying, as you do have your hiatus, you know, I understand. Shows during the day, they all have one names: Murray, Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's bringing us into it. Hey, check out check out Wrecked. It's gonna be better than a daytime show on demand. Wrecked in the Mick. I'm telling you, if you're gonna give one fucking before the Mick comes back, watch the episode where it's like boys day out. Just watch that one. All right, I'll check it out. But what I was just referencing was a line from. A show that McGrath recommended to me called American Vandal. I recommend it to anyone. It's on Netflix. It just dropped on Friday, so don't be surprised if you haven't heard of it. It's only been out for a couple days. Um, I literally have nothing going on in my life right now, and I'm couch-bound, so I've just been fucking watching everything. So I, I went through the whole season. <laughs> and uh, it's fucking, I only watched the pilot. It's fucking hilarious. It's basically the premise is it's like a satire of all the, uh, like, making a murderer and serial and all that shit. And it's, it's set in a high school, and the, the crime is that somebody spray-painted dicks on 27 of the teachers' cars, and they're trying to, like, solve the crime. But, the, you know, it's it's really funny. It's really well-written. And you, at the, by the end of the season, you find that it's, like, really also, like, captivating. Like, you want to know who solved this shit and, like, who actually – who did it, rather. And it goes off in all I only watch the pilot. Don't fucking blow oh, it. So, it's, it's so good. The, the Don't blow it, it for the people you've recommended. It the thing is really good about it, too, is it, it's very, very self-serious. Like, they're not, like, making a mockery of it. Like, it's wicked self-serious. And the two main characters, they're young, but they're both really good actors. They both do really well. It's either that's how they are in real life or they're fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're both, like, they both do really, really good jobs. It's a show... For the it's a show for the guys. Yeah, your lady uh, is not going to enjoy the show. Let's be clear about that right now. So, typically, my wife will be all about the show if uh, McGrath recommends it. Within like between seven and twelve minutes, she was like, "Okay, I'm going to go into bed." We put it on around like eight thirty, and she's like, "I'm just going to go watch TV yeah, in bed." Let's be clear. And I was hysterically cracking up because it's, it's, it's so. It, it's fucking immature. Yeah, it's your girl's not gonna like this show. But, if you um, watch the South Park season premiere and you were laughing at them telling uh, Amazon to add things to the shopping list and you were laughing at that, you will laugh at this show. Yeah, the show it's good. Check it out. Um, and at each episode is only a half hour long, which is nice. So you can bang them right out. Just what I got out of the pilot is it really captivates. Just the immaturity of high school and also the social groups of high school, the dynamics of a small town. And then at the very end, like a big twist is like the guy who they were taking his word on everything because he was in the 
National Honor Society said he got a hand job from the hottest fellow school. Hand job at summer camp. Wait till the next episode. So, but but that's all I saw. And uh, and right then and there, where like his credentials are being questioned because of who he said he got a hand job yeah, from. Like, I was just like, like okay, the tone of the show great. is perfect. Like you really, it's like going back to high school. Like it really is like. But it also so adds funny. in those. Uh, like, if you saw Making a Murderer or just, like, any kind of dramatized documentary with, like, the boom yeah, it's kind so of good. things to it. Dude, like, wait till the next episode when they try to break down if he actually got a hand job or not. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking good. Just wait. It's so fucking good. Just check it out. Uh, American Vandal. It's on Netflix. Don't sleep on it. It's fucking hilarious. Completely off the beaten path, Roey. What do you think would happen if you kicked a baby? Like, punted a baby? Like a six-month-year-old. Think you'd break your foot, or you think you'd like get decent distance on the baby? That's not funny. Bro. No, fuck. I'm gonna right. cut that out. Good. Or maybe I'll keep it in so people know how much of a sick, <sighs> twisted fuck you are. Yeah, I just think. About, I think about fucking dogs and kicking babies. That was weird. I don't know what you were. I don't know what you were trying to bring up. If you were trying to be funny or what, no, but uh, it was a legitimate hypothetical. Um, so. But, you know, all these things are coming to your uh, TV screen this fall. NFL's back, and uh, exhibition hockey already started, and we might have grown up in a white suburban town, but we're not a bunch of crackers, so we're not into hockey. One thing we are huge on is the Celtics, and we are so fucking pumped up that Trader Danny made some fucking moves. Uh... Hold on, before we get into the Celtics, you gotta try this one, bro. It's not even that he, like, made moves, it's like... Sorry, I drank this whole fucking... The amount of moves... Oh, that's gonna be a disaster. Uh, it's the type of moves that he made, like... I, I, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know I was fucking all about Team Buckets, Jason Tatum. Fucking Kyrie is one of the best scorers, like, period, I've ever seen in my life. He's so much fun to watch, and the amount of creativity he has and shit, like, he's so fucking exciting it's i know we're coming in I, I know we're coming in with this like months after the fucking trade but let me ask you something dude what was up with the fucking bullshit around this trade anyways i mean uh, it feels like okay isaiah thomas we, we've been talking about him on the podcast i mean he is a favorite in boston just because of the we're a blue-collar town. We love the blue-collar kind of guys. Everyone loves the short, scrappy guys. Yeah, he was drafted last. You know? Yeah, and we were all so uh, nervous about what they were going to do with his contract because he, he is not a max contract guy. No. Uh, we've been saying it for a while, or maybe not. Maybe we should go back into the archives. I kind of feel like Dan Gilbert. Is that that fag's name? Yeah. The worst. I mean, him and Jim Irsay must go off for lunch all the time, but... Uh, I feel like he just wanted to turn around to the fans of Cleveland and be like, see, I got, I got one more asset from Danny. But that trade wasn't about Isaiah. It was about the fun pick. Yeah. We were clearly never going to sign Isaiah to a fucking deal. I don't think that. I think that was a worst-case scenario for us. I think if we couldn't find a suitable trade, we would. Because what else are you going to do? You don't want to walk for nothing. And what, Kyrie has two years left on his deal? He's got two years left on his deal. He's, what, three years younger? And I, his game is going to age better, too, because he's way craftier than Isaiah. Yes. I don't know if Hayward is an intelligent player. He is. is are you saying that because he's white? No, he, he is. Okay. I'm a big Hayward guy. 
I'm a huge Al Horford guy. Me too. Just because... I wasn't, but now I am. What changed? I didn't like us signing him to like a max dealership, and then you watch him over the course of the season. Problem is, is I can only watch so many games just due to my job, you know? So I look at the stat lines a lot of the times. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy sucks. But And then you actually watch the games, and you see how incredibly... His basketball IQ is incredible. He can't defend the fucking shot and get the rebound. Yeah. Okay, and then when you sit there and you're like, oh, he only scored eight points, but he had eight fucking assists, and you see the way that he plays, and I feel like we have a great team going forward, and we will get very heavy into the Celtics, but uh, what do you see as the Celtics starting five? <sighs> I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of Jalen the two talk. A lot. Over Rosier? Rosier off the bench. So Kyrie, Jalen, Hayward. Probably Marcus Morris at the four, Horford at the five, or Horford at the four, Baines at the five. I'm not really sure. What do you got from Baines? And is the kid from Croatia going to be? We already traded him. He was in that trade. Zizek? Who was the other kid that they took? Uh, Yaboselli, the Greek kid. Oh, he's from Greek, not yeah. Croatia? Uh, All those foreign countries at the same. I'm not really sure if he's going to contribute much this year. He'll probably play like ten minutes a game. Is he on the squad? Yeah. But I, um, I think letting uh, Blondie McBlondenstein go, uh, Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, peace. I think letting Kelly Olynyk go was great. Morris throughout his career has never been that guy that's going to be playing a lot. So is he really a starter? I don't know. But the thing is, dude, if you, if you look at Amir Johnson last year, he started and he fucking played like in no minutes either. 12 minutes a game, yeah. maybe. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, so Morris starts off the game, and then uh, depending on where they sub in, then we bring in a Rosier or a Smart. I think, yeah, I, I just think we're very flexible this year. We're going to be able to play the matchups rather than just, like, sit back and, like, just take a beating like we did last year a lot of the times because we just didn't match up. We, we didn't have the flexibility to really throw a lot of people out there. Because Jalen wasn't ready for a huge role. He started coming out in the playoffs. Marcus Smart, he gets worse the more you stretch him and ask him to become more of a primary type of person. You don't even have to ask him. He's going to be like, okay, this is Marcus Smart time. Yeah. And then he's going to do more than he should be doing. And then Rozier, was, yeah, he's still developing. I'm expecting a big year out of Rozier, um, picking up those Avery minutes. But uh, I'm not really sure. I, I'm not. I think Jalen could play the two, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, one thing with uh, the Celtics too, you know, we're heavy on the podcast during the Celtics uh, postseason run, just to equivalent it to the NFL and the way Sean Payton has been caught up to in the league. This NBA, <clears throat> the NBA, is starting to turn into that five wide kind of thing. Yeah, Hawthorne can play a five, and Hayward can play a four. And then you're going out there, and when you need it to be, it can be Rosier, Kyrie, and Marcus, or Tatum, or Brown. I don't know. It seems like it's going to be pretty fun watching those two young kids develop. And it's it's no longer the bridge Celtics. It's now the step-up Celtics when you look at Brown and Tatum. You guys have the world by the balls right now. Yep. You guys are coming in as fucking lottery picks. Same with Marcus Smart. I've criticized Marcus a lot because he was a number six overall pick. But you know what? He was on a bridge team. You know what? Now you have the chance to step up as a fucking Avery Bradley. Yep, shows what you can do in a big role. Man the fuck up. You guys are lottery picks. You're not being asked to put a city on your shoulders. You guys have three max guys around you. Yeah, I'm still a little worried about our rebound. 
we lost a lot of height with Zeller, Amir, Kelly, but none of them. Because like they did that much. They we, didn't do we were fucking playing, shit. We replaced three seven footers or close to it with like three six foot nine guys. Given that Baines is was Charles Barkley six nine was fucking Dennis Robin six nine. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about their height. I care about how they play around the fucking glass. Baines is going to be by far our best rebounder. He's he's a good he's a legitimately good rebounder. Um, but besides that, the, the rest of the squad is still a question mark. I think it's going to be like last year, where we need somebody to take that that Avery bump in their rebounding. So we need a wing player to step up. That's probably going to be Marcus Smart, realistically. Um, but it could also be Jalen. I am so set in my mindset about Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart that I don't think Marcus Smart will ever be what Avery Bradley was, but I really hope he proves me wrong. Yeah, me too. That's how I feel about it. Uh, we'll see, because he's, he's coming into a contract here too. I don't want to fucking pay him max money. Who, Pretty Marcus? Close to it, yeah. Like, no, no, let him play it out. Let him play it out and walk. Yeah. Do uh, do the same thing with Kelly Olenek, you know? And, and it is a shame that... With the Kelly pick and with the Marcus pick, it we've didn't... squandered we've squandered some lottery picks. But unfortunately, right now, hopefully, uh, Tatum and Brown. Yeah, pull up. It's gonna be a fun year, regardless. It's gonna be a very entertaining team, and people are gonna the city of Boston is gonna fall in love with Hayward because not only is a he's a white dude with good basketball IQ, but he's athletic. He's sneaky, incredibly athletic. Mm. Like he's gonna fucking slam on some people, and he, I don't think people quite realize how fucking athletic that dude is. I don't think people. I realize how good of a basketball player he is. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching him with Butler, and and you know, I mean, you can talk about the NCAA being you know coach driven. Well, guess who his fucking coach was? And what people might not realize because they don't watch college basketball is all of a sudden the refs started calling that game like it was fixed for fucking Duke. And not only did they absolutely fuck Butler out of that NCAA championship, but Hayward almost hit a half-court buzzer beater at the end of the game to win it, too, which would have been unreal. But the refs gave Duke that national championship. Hayward single-handedly brought a team through the tournament and almost brought them to the championship. Yeah, and he's uh, put on about 40 pounds of muscle since then. Yeah, and not even that, but uh, that was... You can make the argument, well, that was before the fucking new rules went into effect that you have to be in the NCAA. Well, you know what? Still, blow me. Yeah. Everyone who was, what, you mean the six fucking guys who were specimens weren't in the fucking league? Okay, so that makes him the seventh best. I mean, he is he is a superstar that can do great things for this team. Yeah. I hope it does, because I love the Celtics. It's going to be an exciting year. Uh, we'll keep you posted if anything changes, but that brings yeah. us to our Get your popcorn ready. brand new segment. Oh, yeah, about getting your popcorn ready. Mm -hmm. What's our new segment, Beans? This segment is called Save You $12. If you're a baller on a budget, or if you just don't want to fucking waste $12 in two hours of your time, do not go see Stephen King's worst movie ever. Bad? It was bad, dude. Like, bad for... uh but all horror movies are pretty fucking bad. All horror movies are bad, but like not even get... a bad horror movie. Yeah, because you don't get scared. I get scared easy. Like, uh, with the jump in and the... If you come up and I don't know you're behind me and you're like, hey, like, not even that. People come up to me at work all the time and I'll be focused in my work and, and they'll come up and just be like, hey, Jeff, and I'll fucking jump. I'm a jumpy fucking guy because... Uh, 
I fucking have what we like to call survival instincts. <laughs> okay, but I'm a jumpy fucking guy. Fight or uh, flight, Jeff's jump. Yeah. <laughs> like, do not fucking sneak up on me because you're probably going to get stabbed in the throat. But, uh, it, you know, they hyped it up for over a year. I like the original one. I knew uh, Stephen King was working with them on the movie. They did do like a massive marketing campaign for this movie. And I found it very strange that you're gonna release it so far away from Halloween. A lot of a lot of hello a lot of horror movies come out in September. Yeah. Yeah. Saw was the only one that was coming out on Halloween every year because everyone is focused on the holidays after I mean, like, you Halloween know, weekend before or whatever. But then again I guess yeah, you're right, because it shortens your your time. Yeah, like, think about today. Today was the first day that it felt like fall because yeah. we're hanging out. Uh, Jose just got into the country because Donald Trump doesn't follow through on any of his promises. But this is the first week it's really felt like fall, and that's when you want to watch a horror movie. When they get released on Halloween, like, yeah, you might get a huge showing on week one, but how long is a movie in the theater? Six weeks? Yeah, something so it feels like fall, people are going to go see it all the way up, and then the last week it's in the theaters, people that haven't gone to see it yet are going to be like, let's go see it for Halloween. Save you $12. Yeah, I'm glad you said so, because the worst thing about having weekends off is you've got to do the stupid fucking girlfriend bullshit that they just have the worst fucking ideas about things to do. Let's go apple picking. Man, we pay Mexicans to do this shit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pay you to pick my own fucking apples? That's a you know how many fucking apples Jose is coming with? Uh, like, they just have the worst ideas. Since she really wanted to go see it, and I was just like, Jerobi said it's really bad. She was like, I heard it's really bad. So I was like, boom, one less stupid fucking thing I got to do this weekend. Yeah. Like, it, if you like child actors, okay, whatever. But uh, first off, it's set in the 80s, and the kid from Stranger Things is in it. And there's kids riding their bikes around. So if you saw Stranger Things... You're cool with fucking seeing it, okay? Because uh, it has that vibe to it, but the kid is a factory of one-liners. When we're in the theaters, every time the kid opened his mouth, people would start laughing. So it got to a point, when we see bad horror movies like Halloween 2 by Mike... They were laughing at him, not with him. No, with him. Oh. I saw it in Taunton. It so. was funny? No, it wasn't funny. We were getting like annoyed with the audience. But it's those people that we felt like... We felt like with him and with the audience we were with, there should have been a laugh track button pressed every time the kid opened his fucking mouth. So there was one scene where he starts screaming like he's terrified, and I just start hysterically laughing. It's like, because it became a joke to us at one point. Yeah. So everyone else is like sitting there looking for like a horror scene, and he starts freaking out like, oh my god. And I just started laughing because everything the kid said, people laughed at. So I was like, well, no one's laughing now, so. I'll get at it. Ooh, these German beers are catching up to me. I don't like this one that much. It's all right. Really? But yeah, I think that'll wrap up uh, part two. This is the entertainment portion of the uh, Masswell's podcast. Uh, Too long, didn't listen. Uh, Watch American Vandal. Watch South Park. Broad City. The Deuce. Don't watch Ballers. Save your money on it. Suffice to say. Sounds right. And hey, once again. September 30th, our good friends, Healy Jane and the Primates, they had their album release party. We're here now, and make sure you look for it on, on iTunes. You can look for us on iTunes, but I don't think we're ever getting on there. All right, that concludes this episode of the Masswells Podcast. We'll try to be a little bit more consistent. 
um, now that all this other stuff goes by. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Maskell's Pod. Like us on Facebook at Maskell's Podcast. And uh, swipe right on Twitter, Tinder if you see us on there. Take your board. I tell each side what they want to hear so they don't get sore. And well, heaven's been down and hell's seeping up through the soil. Well, I'll be dancing for the devil while I'm singing for the Lord. They don't.